We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Colm Kelly here, the executive producer of the Road of His Radio Podcast Network and co-host of the Road of His Overtime Podcast, along with the phenomenal Sean Siegel. The wait is over, the NFL season is here, and there's no better time than the present to sign up for a Road of His NFL Pass. You'll get access to all of our content, all of our tools, and everything you need to help you for that in-season success. As a loyal podcast listener, you can get yourself a 10% discount to a Road of His NFL Pass just by adding the code RVRADIO2021 at checkout. Go to rotaviz.com forward slash podcast for more information. Let's go get those championships. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello and welcome to another episode of the College to Canton podcast, the perfect show for any and every college football and NFL fan. I'm your host, Travis May, and you can find me on Twitter at FF underscore Travis M. And I'm joined again by my co-host, Stefan Lico. You can find him at Stefan Lico on Twitter. Uh, we are going to be uh, really just doing something we haven't maybe ever done on the show tonight. But before we do, I just want to wish everybody a happy Thanksgiving, no matter when you're listening to this episode, if it's actually uh, Black Friday or if it's the week, Cyber Monday, whatever it is, uh, just happy Giving whatever Tuesday. day. <laughs> Giving, to, yeah, whatever uh, day we've decided to to give a, a a name beyond Thanksgiving. Happy that day to you. But if you're joining us for the first time, the College Canton Podcast is a show just really about the journey of the best football players from start to finish, from from when they were a recruit in high school, through their college career, through their draft season, through their rookie year and beyond, all the way to the debate as to whether they should be in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. But uh, it's always some fantasy football goodness because this is a Rotoviz Radio podcast. But we always, you know, come at it from a real football angle as well, uh, giving you some real uh, data and takeaways, hopefully, to help you in your fantasy leagues. But also just to you know have some names names in your pocket just to kind of talk to your friends that nerd about nerd out about college football or NFL goodness. But Stefan, how you doing, man? Uh, let do, yes, real talk, man. Um, podcasting on weeks where the uh, the kids are with their mom is way easier <laughs> than podcasting on weeks when they're with me. They're with me this week, and uh, my mother is also visiting for Thanksgiving, so I am like <laughs> in my bedroom talking Perfect. to you from like 
Man. my uh, bedside table. <laughs> so we should, we should have live streamed this via video for sure. <laughs> I know, right? It's a whole thing. Oh, no. My lamp is on the floor. There's weird shadows. It's all good though. No, I'm doing well, man. I'm excited for Thanksgiving. I Thanksgiving is one of my favorite holidays. Like, especially like, it's weird, like not being, or actually now I am American, but growing up not being American, but still wanting to celebrate it. Uh, I just love it. I love just like being around family. I love the food. Love the yeah. football. It's all awesome. I'm I'm super pumped. Um, I got a pretty big bet on Ole Miss tomorrow. So no, <laughs> let's roll. Let's yes. go. Yeah. I'm glad you're talking about college football instead of the NFL. Because I mean, like my wife early, earlier was like, why do the Lions play on Thanksgiving? <laughs> Every year. Every, why do we do this to ourselves? Like, we, yeah. like this is putting it nicely, by the way. She was much, much meaner to the Lions, by the way. She was like, we need to find a, a team that's worthy of the day. Not, not. Well, that's not why line. we have the Cowboys, baby. Oh my gosh! This, seriously, <laughs> yeah, you know, let's carry this conversation on because that's another team. That why <laughs> do we subject ourselves to this every single year? But egg bowl. I, I digress. Egg we'll, bowl, baby. We've got the yeah. egg bowl. We've got Mississippi State, Ole Miss. It's For a college, tight, you know what? It's a tight line. It's going to be a great game. I think Matt I'm Corral is going sure. to ball out. He is. And I'm pretty sure I even have Jalen Cropper for Fresno State. Uh, oh, yeah, nice. Yep. For college fantasy purposes, I think I have him in one spot. I'm kind of desperate at a flex, but our listeners don't care about that. So <laughs> <laughs> we're going to actually get on to uh, what we're going to do on this uh, is very special podcast that I, I promised everyone. Uh, so we've been you know, focusing, focusing on a lot of um, you know 2022 draft eligible players here recently, guys that will you know, their hype trains will begin to take off uh, in the next coming weeks, if they haven't been already, uh, if you live in the nerdy corners of the internet that Stefan and I dwell in. But absolutely, so we just want to look ahead to uh, beyond even the 2022 rookie draft, because for Debbie Fantasy Football, for college accountant uh, leagues, for college fantasy leagues, and, and things like that, um, there are going to be a bunch of guys returning to college football next year. So we're going to hold the Debbie Mock Draft beyond 2022 on this episode just a couple rounds 24 names uh to put in your back pocket that should be rising up draft boards if they're not already near the top in debbie rankings now uh so just just to kind of get gauge where the value is going to be headed in the next couple months what what i'd also love to do travis if if we have time we'll see sometimes we get talking we talk. um, but i would love to like maybe even hit some of the we wish we could have drafted, but just couldn't pull the trigger guys, because those can be pretty interesting too, uh, especially in some deeper formats or some like maybe trade targets, some low key guys that maybe. Okay. Yeah. Like beyond, beyond what we'll even get to tonight. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I know both of us have a list of like 30 and we can only pick oh, no. 24. So <laughs> yeah, my, my list is, yeah, my list is way too long, but it's okay. I just wanted to kind of make sure I had all the names in the hat that I was actually going to pull from. Right. So, well, you know, I'm just going to give you the first pick. We're just going to alternate. Go, go one, two, one. Three, uh, can yeah. I trade it to you? <laughs> can I trade it to can you? you trade down to for me? the second overall pick and nope. a third. All the pressure. Future. <laughs> all so the there's two guys on you, Stefan. Yeah, there's let's, two guys I really like in this spot. Um, I'm going to go with a guy that I can be a little less patient with. Um, I don't love waiting, so I'm going to go ahead and take Bijan Robinson. Uh, running back, Texas Longhorns, before his injury, just absolutely was crushing this season. Um, I think he's just a phenomenal player. In the in 10 games, he had um, 1,100 yards rushing, 11 touchdowns. He was averaging close to three catches a game. 
I think he's going to smash at the NFL level. So um, Bijan is my 101. What are your thoughts there? I, you know, it's funny. I actually had some people really overreacting just to how poorly Texas has been doing uh, just in the DMs. Like, oh, what's going on with Bijan? Is this is this like going to kill his stock and all this stuff? And I was like, well, mm. no. Uh, but then he, he, he did injure himself and he's going to miss some time. And so, well, does that hurt his stock? Well, yeah, maybe a little bit in the short term, I guess. But long term, I think. Bijan Robinson, we all know, like he's the truth at running back, and and in fantasy football, uh, the the there are not many guys that we consider just the truth at that position, and uh, he's got the size, the speed, he's got a, a fantastic production profile already uh, in the works, and he's going to have the reins con- completely to himself uh, again next year. Uh, so uh, Sark's going to get it together on offense. They're going to bring in thirty plus transfers next year. Right. They're going to cut the entire roster. Uh, but it's going to be okay because Bijan's still going to eat. Would he? Would he have been your one hundred and one? No, he would not have. You know, so you get. So him. you're going to get your one hundred and one at one hundred and two. And I'm curious I to am, hear who it I is. I am going to. Yes, I am going to get Mr. Bryce Young, quarterback, Alabama. Uh, I really. We're assuming that this format is uh, for fantasy football purposes, super flex. So you can start two quarterbacks. It's also tight end premium, so you can start tight ends. You know that are not terrible, I guess, uh, as well, and get extra points out of them. Um, not going to go that direction for a while, but quarterbacks, um, Bryce Young, to me, uh, out of the gate this year, he just looked like he was ready to go. Um, and so that it's super rare that a quarterback just looks like he's, he's ready to go. And a, a lot of people thought that he would actually uh, surpass Mac Jones and be the guy even last year. But it turns out Mac Jones was also a first-round quarterback and is doing okay right now in the NFL. But Bryce Young, uh, he, he's not been using his legs as much as I think we, he can. Uh, but as far as a passer, he's been ridiculous. Just set an, uh, you know, a single-game record for passing yards for Alabama just this past week with over 500, almost 600 passing yards in a single game for Alabama, which is absurd. Like There were less than, I think, 10 uh, 400-yard performances in school history, and he just had a 569-yard performance. Like it's just yeah. I, I and Mac Jones and Mac Jones actually has a bunch of those records. He does, himself. Yeah. so yeah, yeah he's pretty Tua, crazy. That's basically it. Like Tua, Mac, and now Bryce Young is going to just unload. And so the only guy that's really doing much better than him, just from an adjusted yards per pass attempt standpoint, and you know touchdown percentage, and a few other variables, is a guy I think you know might be taken here soon. But Bryce Young, Alabama, it seems to me like he's going to coast. No, I, I like that pick. And um, he was actually third on my board. So I'm actually going to get my one and two. You'll probably end up with your one and two as well, which will be funny. <laughs> but I do like Bryce Young. I think he's been really special. Still a little small, which makes me a little bit nervous just because it you don't see it hit as often. But there is more of a, uh, a pathway for the smaller quarterback in the NL, NFL these days, especially with like what you've talked about with your work on the running game. And I think it's interesting you bring that up. Like, yes, he hasn't been running much, but in critical situations, he has shown the ability to run. I just don't yeah. think he has to, so he doesn't. I think if he had to or wanted to, he absolutely could. Okay, uh, enough about your pick. Let's talk about my pick. With the third pick in the first round, I'm going with Ohio State running back. Travion Henderson. Um, I have to wait a little while for this dude, but I mean, he has, I mean, 
We don't have to worry about whether or not he's going to break out as a sophomore because he's just broken out as a freshman. Trevion, 5'10", 210 pounds. Uh, we've seen his work in the passing game. We've seen him carve up defenses on the running game. Uh, his production profile is amazing. His athletic profile looks great. And it, even the tape on him is super impressive. Uh, I've been uh, ecstatic about what I've seen. He's been everything I hoped he would be. Uh, the only downside is that he's uh, going to go into his true sophomore year, so there is going to be a little bit of a wait. But Trevion Henderson, outside of like, knock on wood, some crazy injury, um, is going to most likely, I would put my mortgage on it, uh, be the first running back taken in his class. Yeah, Trevion Henderson, I mean, we've known for a while. Like, I remember, in, in, in especially nerdy Debbie leagues, I've already seen Trevion Henderson getting drafted for a couple years now. Just because right, of, of right. what we already knew he was going to be like, he was, he was the class of his class, and we all saw that coming over a year ago. And so for him to come in and be a five-star player and be the the most impactful freshman, at, you know, athletic, offensive weapon in the country, like, yeah, the dude's got it. So um, he's he's a top five pick in all Debbie leagues, even right now. Maybe with all the twenty twenty two guys mixed in, he's he's up there in that conversation. He's probably better than any of the guys coming out this year at the position. And he might be better than any of the guys coming out in 2023 too. Like he's just that sinking good. It's a long way though. It's a long way. Like you have to be like, I can be patient. Like I I know not not everyone was and the tiebreaker between him and Bijan was eligibility. Uh, But man, he's just so special. Uh, It seems like he might be worth the wait, but uh, I understand if people are like, yeah, I don't want to, I don't want to wait that long. I get it, but uh, to me, he's uh, he's pretty unique. Yeah, and it's not going to feel too long once we actually get to the spring and we're drafting these guys, um, especially especially if you're in like a brand new Debbie fantasy league startup, college to Canton startup, whatever. Next spring, it's not going to seem too long, like especially in college to Canton because you know he's going to be because yeah, you're going to get points. Yeah, yeah, in college to Canton, mono, like monster points out of him. So yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. All right. So well, are you, great. I'm this curious if, are you, you getting said, your number? Are you getting your number two guy, another quarterback? Yes. You said you got your one and two and I got my one and two because <laughs> yeah. I'm going CJ Stroud I knew quarterback yeah, of course. for the same team, Ohio state. And the only other guy more efficient really in all, all power five football at the quarterback quarterback position than Bryce young right now has been CJ Stroud and CJ Stroud had almost 400 yards passing in the first half against Michigan State this past week. A top 10 team, he just shows up and is like, hey, I don't really care. Um, I know that your yards per attempt uh, past defense is maybe 55th, and that's not trash, but I'm going to take that and turn it into trash. There you go. I'm going to have like 14 yards per pass attempt against one of the best teams in the nation. Uh, he could have had 800 passing yards had they left him in. Like He was doing whatever, whenever, and he's got a fantastic trio to toss it to. So yeah, that helps. But he makes them look good. He makes them look even better. So C.J. Stroud, Ohio State, uh, these guys just at this point seem like they're going to, obviously, uh, almost no debate, it seems, at this point, going to be the 1-2 in the 2023 NFL Draft. But I know it's early. I know it sounds crazy. But I don't think there's anybody else close, right? I, I agree. I agree. And I think, too, like, if I if, if we're like we're drafting these guys in a vacuum, obviously, we don't have – rosters we're working with i think if i'm a a team that is established at quarterback i'm i'm going to be doing what i did where i'm going to look at um Bijan and trevion 
if I'm needing a quarterback or even just like aging out of the position, then I think your strategy is absolutely spot on where you're, you're targeting these guys, uh, Bryce Young and CJ Stroud look like they're going to take the NFL by storm. They're at least going to have the opportunity to. So I think, you know, um, depending on what you have already got in your roster, maybe Travis's two picks look a little bit more um, exciting than what I've done. But if you're already set, if you got, you know, if you've got a Josh Allen, you know, or, or whomever, maybe you can, you can rely on, rely on these running backs. So I, I think some of it's uh, roster dependent, but I like how this has started. I think, I mean, my top four players are off the board now. Yeah, th- those were my top four. Um, so yeah, it seems like we were very much on the same page. And to me, uh, th- I'm really intrigued to see where you go here because there's, it seems to me right now, and this may be the case come in, you know, come the spring, there's a, there's a pretty hard tear break for me right here in terms oh. of sure things. Yeah. Um, I, I like the next guy and I, I'm kind of surprised to hear you say that because he plays for one of your fa- absolute favorite teams. I'm going with the tank mother reffing Bigsby right here, man. Like <laughs> the dude is just, he hasn't maybe uh, done, he hasn't been quite as efficient as he was his freshman year, but, but he's been asked to be the focal point of this offense, especially now that Bo Nix is injured. Um, he He's, going to eclipse a thousand yards this upcoming week. He's already in the double digits for touchdowns. I think maybe we like to have seen a little bit more in the receiving game, but he's still averaging one and a half receptions a game. Tank Bigsby looks like he could be another elite running back. Yeah. I don't think he's exactly like Bijan or, or Trevion who we've talked about, but to me, tank is going to be solid. I'm really, I'm, I'm still really excited about him. Oh, I am too. I'm a little bit, um, Worried about, you know, I, I had him slated for just this ridiculous workload under Brian Harson because Harson ever really dating back to like 2014 had just averaged hit, giving his bell cow back like 23 plus touches a game. And that hasn't really been how they've treated tank. Um, in fact, they gave a bunch of touches early on. You know, sometimes it, it was some of it was junk time, just getting other guys experience like Jarquez Hunter, uh, like a three star freshman running back was taking touches and snaps over Tank Bixby. And Sean right. Shivers is, is back in the mix now. And it's like, what are you doing? You have a monster and you're giving like these little picks, pip squeaks and, and, you know, guys that are just not even in the same stratosphere uh, snaps. And so it's a little odd. Um, really, Auburn is the, one of the most impatient fan bases and the most irrational fan bases. I can say this as an Auburn fan. Like they're already talking about getting rid of Brian Harson. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think that is legitimately legitimately on the table, by the way. Yeah. Like, I will not be surprised and, if that happens. No, and, and because of that, that just inserts a little bit more uncertainty into the situation surrounding Tank Bixby, uh, where he's going to have the second change of the guard. Um, and so if the new coaching staff comes in and he's not their guy, they go transfer portal hunting and they make him like a 1A, I don't think that's going to happen. But... It's been frustrating just watching the mess that has been Auburn uh, this year. The inconsistency. They get up 28-3. to Well, here's 43 points, Mississippi State. (laughs) What's up, man? Yeah, that was insane. Like, that's just – and maybe that's just a a bit of a fan irrationality here. But I've been frustrated watching Tank. (laughs) I I have moved him down just a little bit. Just a little bit. Yeah, but, and I, I've yeah. moved him down too, but uh, that's only because I I had to move Trevion and and um, yeah, 
and Bijan. Well, I think I think I had Bijan ahead of him anyway, but I had to move Trevion ahead of him. Yeah, I feel that. Well, my my pick here at pick six in the first round. If you know, if if, if this was a two team league, those don't exist, right? Like, but like no. if, you know, <laughs> I wouldn't actually take most likely three quarterbacks in a row here. But because this is the sixth overall pick, we're just building a big board of what what next year right. should look like. Um, pick six here, Caleb Williams, Oklahoma quarterback. Uh, yes, he has looked absolutely just atrocious in the last couple weeks. Uh, but the way that he started. Not running the football. Oof. He no. gets like a 74-yard carry a week. That's <laughs> insane. But as a passer, he has looked absolutely yeah. terrible. He was averaging you know, almost 300 yards a, a game <laughs> and uh, like had uh, 14 touchdowns in his first four games. He was averaging over 10 yards per pass attempt. And in the last two weeks, he's got one passing touchdown, three interceptions, and is tossed in the rock for about 50% completion rate, which is not good at all. Right. And so, yes, he was facing a cake schedule um, in that run of four games where he had all that success. But uh, the way that he succeeded and, and how quickly he succeeded in a dominant fashion and the way that he can still add value with his legs, even when he's not finding a way to win uh, through the air, uh, is very Jalen Hurts esque, uh, which is great for fantasy. He's been doing okay. I think he's got twelve quarterback one performances this year. I think that's about right. So I, I think that he's got a great NFL future ahead of him, and he's going to dominate on the college side and and only continue to rise. And there's not much of any competition right now uh, from any other quarterbacks uh, in his particular draft class, 2024. That is. So yeah, I'm waiting a while with him, but I'm okay taking him here at, at uh, pick six. Yeah, I, I I don't mind that pick at all. In fact, he was, um, well, an, a quarterback that I, I have my eye on. Who you know we'll talk about sooner than later. Um, I kind of have them paired together. I'm not exactly sure. Uh, so so we'll get there soon enough. But that's not my next pick. Um, where are we at now, Travis? Uh, we are at pick seven. number seven. So at 107, the first wide receiver is coming off the board. And I'm going to go ahead and grab – he's a, currently a sophomore, so I do expect that he will be one of the top receivers in the upcoming class. I'm going to take Jordan Addison. He is absolutely smashing again this year, 74 receptions. He's got over 1,300 well, – he's almost at 1,300 yards. He's got 15 touchdowns. Uh, he's got a rushing touchdown on the season. Um, love this guy. He's smashing at Pitt. Uh, thanks to you know the greatest quarterback of all time, the second coming of Dan Marino. I'm talking about you, Kenny Pickett. Uh, I wish I could pick you tonight, but unfortunately, you did not get that ninth year of eligibility. Uh, but but Jordan Addison, to me, I, I think he could be um, one of the first wide receivers taken in his draft class, um, and I do think he'll come out as a as a junior. Uh, so so I think the production is just amazing. Uh, he had another great game this last week against Virginia. Um, Come on down, Jordan Addison at pick seven. That feels wow. pretty good. So loud and clear. Let's just be let's just be clear here. You're you're taking him wide receiver one overall yeah. next spring. You're, you're thinking, man, this guy wide receiver one in his class. You you think he'll actually? I don't you know. Think he'll actually like, go first in in draft capital. No, like you think? I don't he'll know because I don't know because he's he he's slight of frame, as they say. <laughs> I don't know if anyone says that. He's not huge. How tall is he? Like, I have to check now. now I'm... He's like 5'11". You know, he's yeah. like 185-ish. You know, he's not, he's he not looks... like 
he looks tiny next to their tight end. That's all I know. When after his touchdown this last week, the tight well, end pulled him up, and I was like, "Oh, is he five foot three? My God, no, that Cole, tight end was Luke a beast. Just like a full six six two yeah. two sixty. Like he's, he's it was a big old blocking tight end of a man. So yeah, yeah, massive. He's, he's uh, no, he's I in no way small. I love Jordan Addison. Uh, you turned me on to him his true freshman year, like second third week of the season. And you had us on here. You had Matt and I on here. And since that time, I've just been kind of dialed in. And And the dude is impressive. And he had a great freshman year. And he is just built upon that, putting together an even more in, impressive um, and more impressive resume. I mean, he's averaging uh, close to seven catches a game. I mean, the dude is not only efficient with the ball. He, he He's a target hog. And he's scoring just a crap ton of touchdowns. Yeah, I don't know who's going to be quarterback for Pitt next year, so maybe that's scary. But I, I think I think Jordan Addison has proven it on the field, and he may not be the number one overall drafted wide receiver, but that doesn't always matter. Uh, sometimes those guys that get taken first two or three wide receivers end up on real crap teams. If he if he still gets that day one capital, um, worst case scenario day two capital, I think he's going to absolutely smash. He he feels really safe to me. Yeah, really safe, and uh, I, I tweeted this out here recently, but he coming into the final week of the regular season, he has almost 1,300 yards and uh, 15 touchdowns. And the last pit wide receiver to have at least 1,215 was Larry Fitzgerald. That yeah. was Larry Fitzgerald himself. And Why couldn't you have made that a other... trivia question? I would have gotten a trivia question right for once, Travis. <laughs> okay, here you go. Well, it, without checking my Twitter – uh, who's the only other ACC wide receiver to go for 1,200 yards and no, 15 touchdowns? No, the Larry Fitzgerald was the one I knew. That's all I got. No, this is this is the second half. Bonus points. Bonus question. <laughs> oh, wait, okay, ask that again. <laughs> no, nah, this is not fair. So, you know, 1,200 yards, 15 touchdowns. You would have gotten, you know, here, you get points. There you go. Calories points for knowing that the only other pit wide receiver to do this was Larry Fitzgerald. And so now you're but asking for another ACC. The only other, not just another, the only other ACC wide receiver to go for 1,200 and 15 in a season. Is it Sammy Watkins? No, it is DeAndre Hopkins, though. Same team. Oh, that was going to be my second guess. Oh, man. Yes. Okay. DeAndre Hopkins fan. So that's that's some fantastic, yeah. um, you know, He's he's in no way the same kind of player. He's not that big. He 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 plays a different game than they do. But he's very productive. I like the pick. I'm gonna move on now. But seriously, like the dude has three games but with three. You touchdowns felt it was a, you felt like, it was a little early though. Earlier than I would have gone, but not by much. You know, it's like and he's just been dominant. Like it's from day one. He was he was yeah. a wide receiver one week one of his freshman season and has continued to be that. Like, he hasn't had less than five receptions in a game all season long. In fact, coming into this last week, he had in between five and eight catches in every single game. He was the cashiest DFS play you could have ever asked for. And then he shows up on 17 targets, grabs 14 balls for 202 yards and four scores, including the not only game-clinching touchdown, but, like, Pitt is now clinched into the ACC championship game because he snatched that interception away from the defensive back and took it for 62 yards. Like incredible play, incredible wide receiver. Uh, So no, I'm not going to knock your pick 
at all. But I am going to take Kayshawn Boutte, wide receiver LSU, since our listeners who pay attention to this kind of stuff are probably screaming, what about Kayshawn? And uh, and so Kayshawn Boutte, wide receiver LSU, that is exactly how all of our listeners sound, I'm sure. Uh, (laughs) But (laughs) so as a true freshman, he took a sec, he took his time. But when he did go off, he went all the way off finishing with three games over 100 yards receiving one game against Ole Miss last year, who, you know, their defense was like bottom 10 in pass defense, but 14 catches, 308 yards, three scores to wrap up his true freshman season, which rounded out his dominator rating at around 23%, which is plenty good for a true freshman breakout kicked off this year, nine catches, 148 and three scores. Uh, so in four game, four game stretch, last three of his true freshmen and first of this year, all power five opponents, all tough games had nearly 700 yards and seven touchdowns, uh, in a four game span. So Keishon Boutte still very much in the mix for wide receiver one overall conversation, a wide receiver one in the 2023 class conversation. Uh, was he going to be your next pick? Oh, well, I actually had him ranked higher than Jordan Addison. <laughs> I just, you just pulled your heart. I just pulled an audible. Uh, screw the big board. We go with what we want to do. I wanted to go pit. <laughs> That's what we did. Uh, no, I had Boutte right there as well. Um, absolutely, nice. he's, he's, so, yeah. he's right there for me. That's pick um, eight. That pick eight. That seems like a, a good value to me. I got. Yeah. I, I don't know. Um, I, I I like my pick here at pick nine. I feel like this is a huge value. I think we've talked a little bit about like quarterbacks who maybe we had higher expectations for um, DJ. Mm-hmm. We I think he can still deliver. Like, I think the storybook is not written on him. We've seen Clemson improve throughout the year. Uh, I think the uh, emergence, please don't laugh at this. Cause this is not actually a joke. The <laughs> emergence of Bo Collins has been delightful. Um, I think he gives them something a little... I told you not to laugh, Travis. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, he, he's been a solid He's been a solid option. And then, like, Will Shipley, of course, has been helpful as well, too. Um, I think DJ Uyunglele has the opportunity to... to like, he's a sophomore. He could yeah. grab that 101 spot in after his junior year at the in the NFL draft. Like, that is not beyond the range of, like possible outcomes for him and i don't even think it's like i mean yeah it'd be surprising at this point but it's not crazy talk like dju could still be elite and halfway through the first round i'm gonna take that risk i think he has the opportunity he has the potential to improve his draft capital more than just about anyone next season yeah i mean they've been improving all year like they they kicked off the season didn't even score an offensive touchdown he got sacked out the wazoo like he clearly just i mean he was frozen like he and, and after that game like i think he just had the yips seriously yeah. like he just thought i mean he's like man am i actually good at this football thing like holy cow and at that point we didn't even understand what ridiculousness we were watching with the georgia defense like we didn't fully understand that they had 15 NFL players on that defense and even their backups are just like, Hey, what's up? I'm also a first round pick in, in 2023 or whatever. And, and so, yes, he, he's just been recovering ever since then. Uh, but I, you know, you wanted a trivia question, right? Well, Uh-oh. I'm just going to give you a new one. I just, I, you're not going to get it exactly, but how many <laughs> points, how many more points per game do you think Clemson is averaging in the last three weeks? than they were against all the Power 5 opponents that they played before that range. How many more points per week do you think Clemson is averaging in the last three weeks versus all of the Power 5 opponents 
opponents they played before that, which is like four or five more. Nine. Nine more points per game. Final answer? Yeah. yeah. 19 more oh, wow. points per game. They were averaging under 20 points a game against their first five power five opponents. And in the last three, they're seriously averaging like 38. They've, they've yeah. completely well, they had that around. one. They had that one just monster game too. Yes. Yeah. yeah they completely turned it around. Um, really just went off. And uh, Will Shipley's looked great. You mentioned Bo Collins has looked great. Even Dakari Collins, even when he hasn't caught the ball, he's looked good. That, that Collins and Collins, uh, that mix could be fun. And, and those wide receivers actually get separation. Imagine that. Uh, so right. that's been helpful for DJ. He's, he's went from, you know, completing less than 50% of his passes to more like 60%. And, uh, you know, throwing less, um, you know, touchdowns than he has interceptions to actually going, I think, five touchdowns to three and adding some more rushing value. Like he's... He's getting back to where he was. He's not quite what he was as a true freshman. Looked ridiculous. Looked like the truth. But uh, I, I like where he's headed. I like where that team is headed. And Bo Collins, man, played high school ball with DJ. So that connection goes way back. So I, I think that's uh, way back to St. John Bosco out in California. So You did laugh at me, though. Let's just be clear. I did. Just because you, 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 <laughs> I don't use words like delightful. And you do. <laughs> and, I do. I do. <laughs> and I was like, damn. That is, but it's accurate. That's that's absolutely accurate. That is totally delightful. I don't know why I laughed. Yeah, it, you're you're completely accurate in your take. But so that was pick nine. I'm going to go on to pick ten and quit talking about words like delightful. Although this guy is also delightful, and uh, we've talked about him on the show every week, and we will continue to talk about him every week. Am I right? Exactly. Am I yeah, right? Xavier Worthy. Yeah, you're throwing up the X right now for Xavier. X Xavier Worthy. Uh, wide receiver, Texas. He is a true freshman, but he is not in any way, shape, or form acting like it. Uh, the dude has almost 100 targets through his first 12 games, 56 catches for 916 yards, and 12 scores as a true freshman, accounting for about 40% or more of that offense every single stinking week for Texas. Uh, looks like uh, he's going to be a first round pick. Like he's just the runaway favorite wide receiver one in his class right now. There might be some guys that have some raw talent that has yet to be realized. Uh, pro football focus is wrong in, in trying to glorify one other true freshman wide receiver as rated higher than him slightly on the season, but uh, they are incorrect. Xavier Worthy, true freshman pick 10. What are your thoughts here? I love it. I mean, I was, I was debating between him and uh, DJ myself, I felt like it would be really unfair of me to take both Jordan Addison and Xavier Worthy. No, no, no. In all seriousness, the dude is dominating as a true freshman. He's six foot one, like 160. If he adds any size at all and doesn't sacrifice any speed, it's going to be scary because you already see the upper body strength in how he plays cornerbacks. Uh, this guy is only going to get better and it's terrifying. <laughs> like it's, and I, this might be an unfair statement and I, I, I kind of shit all over Texas all the time on the other podcast. So I may as well do it here <laughs> as well. But, um, yeah. to be producing at Texas as a wide receiver is pretty impressive because you don't see yeah. it all that often. Nope. It's been, it's, it's been mean, a minute. It's been a we've minute. We've talked about it. Uh, we've talked about it on the show. We'll talk about it again. Xavier Worthy. Wide receiver, Texas, is special, and I am so glad that I already have him on four of my rosters for Debbie and College to Canton Leagues. It's just fantastic. A great place to be, and I'm going to add way more taking him first overall in whatever drafts that he didn't get picked up next year. 
So yeah. over to you, pick 11, your last pick in the first round. What do you got? Yeah, so I'm trying to pull up the stats, and I just can't. My my internet's really struggling. Again, I'm not I, podcasting I, I, I from it. my, my normal spot. But uh, if you listen to our other podcast, this is a name you've heard an awful lot because Matt likes to, to end the show with by Jackson, Smith, and Jigba. And that's exactly <laughs> what I want you to do right now. If I'm not mistaken, I know going into last week, he was the wide receiver one as far as like from a production profile uh, for the Ohio State Buckeyes as far as yards goes and stuff like that. I don't know where he lands today, but he has just been absolutely dominant. And I don't think that's going to change. Like I know you, you've you already you, you selected CJ Stroud with your second pick, third pick overall. Um, and, I, and I think his connection with JSN isn't going anywhere. I think we're going to see the production. He has the skill. He has the talent. Yeah, there's some other great names in that wide receiver room in Ohio State. But to me, Jackson, Jackson Smith and Jigba, uh, super special. He's not huge, but he is six foot. Um, he's got already over 1,100 yards on the on the season. Um, I just think he's going to be absolutely amazing. I love him in C2C leagues where you could actually already start banking on his um, his yardage and like the stats and the points that he's going to give you. But even in Debbie leagues, I think he's going to be an absolute smash. I definitely agree. Uh, that would have been my next pick. Uh, there for sure. Jackson Smith and Jigba has been going off in a huge way, and it really looks like he's the favorite of uh, CJ Stroud right now in terms of a like targets per route run snaps. And really recently, maybe just the wide receiver one flat out. Like he had 18 targets against Nebraska, 10 against Purdue, 10, 10 targets against Michigan state. And by the way, he caught all 10 of his 10 targets against Michigan state for 105 yards and a score three weeks in a row with a touchdown. He's only getting better. 484 receiving yards in the last three weeks alone. Jackson Smith and Jigba has taken over. And next year, like when Garrett Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave are both gone, yes, other guys are going to step up. But man, like he could just break the internet and break all yes. the metrics next I, year. I, I got to say, um, Garrett Wilson's a junior. He's eligible to come out. I, I am... I think both of us skipped over Garrett Wilson because we assume he's going to the NFL this yeah, year. Yeah, I mean, correct? he and Chris Olave, 100%. Like, I just did, I did a data scrape of, like, 30-plus mock drafts that have been taking taken place in the last two weeks. Um, and Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson are averaging uh, going in the, the top half of the first round. Like, they're the, yeah. the wide receiver one so, and wide receiver two by consensus opinion right now. So they're, so they're gone. Yeah, so that's just for the listeners who are like, why are you not selecting Garrett Wilson? That's why. Like, yes, yeah, they're gone. A lot of, a lot of is a senior. We know he's gone. Garrett Wilson's a junior. He's also gonna be gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, there's just no debate. Like, so this is beyond again, beyond 2022. So we're gonna be taking a bunch of guys that are that are definitely going to be returning to school next year. Pick 12 here. I'm gonna go with 17 year old converted linebacker to running back, Braylon Allen. Running back, Wisconsin. The dude, it's funny. Like, if you, um, listeners, I don't know if you guys follow recruiting as close as I do. If you're a sane person, you probably don't. But Raylan Allen has been an interesting guy because he was in some Debbie circles in the conversation as a potential guy to switch dating back to the spring because it was it was made known that he was, he was going to leave high school early and be in the mix. He, you know, he changed classes. Like he was actually slated to not even be in college until next year. Like he doesn't turn 18 
you guys have probably heard this on some game that you've watched already, but he doesn't turn 18 for like a, a couple more weeks still, I think. So he's still 17 right now, which is insane. Uh, and he's 6'2", 238 pounds. I would not have liked to play defense uh, for any high school that Can you that, imagine? that oh big God. dude played for. I mean, it's like Derrick Henry. Like he, He's already the size of Derrick Henry pretty much at age 17. Uh, and he's got some wheels. And he's already got seven weeks in a row where he went for 100-plus yards. You, another trivia question for you, Stefan. When uh, was the last time a true freshman running back at Wisconsin went for seven weeks in a row with at least 100 yards in a game? When was the last running back? Is it Melvin Gordon? It has never happened ever oh, in the history of Wisconsin. Yeah, never ever. In fact, it had only happened six times in a row, one other time, and that was in 2001. Yes, Jonathan Taylor strung uh, like several, you know, six, like five and six, you know, game streaks of, of like 100 plus yards, but it was not when he was a true freshman. So Braylon Allen is doing something that even the great Jonathan Taylor running back one demigod is doing in the NFL right now. Like he's just ridiculous. So I think even he might be too low right now. Like among this list, he might be way too low. Because uh, he's yeah. got already like 1,100 yards from scrimmage, and he's really just been doing it in the last seven games. Yeah, I hated myself last week. I was like, should I use him in DFS? I was like, no. What are the odds that he does it again? That was a mistake. Because <laughs> because once again he was great. Yeah, I think again, like similar to, to to Trevion, it's just like how how patient are you willing to be? And if you're willing to be yeah. patient, this is an amazing this is an amazing selection. Cool. Well, you know what. This is probably a good time to say, hey, see you on the other side, Stefan. Yes, sir. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. All right, we're back, and it looks like I'm up again. We've been talking about some freshman running backs. Let's just keep this train rolling. You know who else? Maybe not to the same – oh, yeah, definitely not to the same level level as, as your boy, but uh, Will Shipley all of a sudden looks like a legitimate force in college football. I think he's going to be the next great Clemson running back. Last week, he went for 19 carries for 112 and two touchdowns. Uh, Against Florida State two weeks prior, another 128 yards, two touchdowns. I think they're going to, um, as the season goes on, utilize him more. And I think next year this is his backfield. 
Um, and DJU, again, will be just another year better. This is going to be a more explosive offense, and Will Shipley will be one of the main benefactors of that. So I'm going to roll with Will Shipley at the 201 here. Nice, man. Will Shipley, uh, he did miss a little bit of time this year, but when he's been healthy, he's really been the only consistent piece of the Clemson offense this year. Uh, I was a little bit um, apprehensive just because of all of the the buzz throughout camp, even even throughout the summer. Um, and, you know, Kobe Pace did have a great game in this past week, and that right. was actually the guy that was talked up throughout the spring is like, man, Kobe Pace, he could be the dude, and then uh, he's he's probably why Lynn J. Dixon got pissed and left. <laughs> and, uh, and, you know, Ches Malusi transferred out and went to Wisconsin looking for a better opportunity. Uh, but I thought um, – you know, Kobe Pace might get the nod over Will Shipley at least early on. Uh, but even recently, uh, Shipley's been the most efficient guy there. So, yeah, I, I like that. And he's got two more years. he got to be patient. But uh, Clemson has been feeding it to the running backs here recently. And looks like uh, they're committed to that direction. So I like the pick a lot. Good. There we go. Let's let's hear who you've got next. <laughs> well, good. That's it. That's, yeah, good. Let's I'm correct. Keep moving. Let's, right. let's, well, I mean, <laughs> hey, you, you supported my pick, so I'm happy. <laughs> I argue. Why are Yeah, n- nothing to yeah. say. I, I Yeah, I made the right pick. Cool. All right. So Jameer Gibbs is not Ooh, dead. I was wondering way. if we'd hear uh, that. I was wondering if we'd hear his name pretty soon here. Yeah, I don't know. The death of of Jameer Gibbs has been severely exaggerated. Uh, because he's been the most productive receiving back in the entire nation. He has more receiving yards than any other running back in the nation, more than even Deuce Vaughn, who's like a monster as a receiver, more than Jaquavius Marks, which is, that's just completely schematically boosted. Like Jaquavius Marks for Mississippi State seriously has 73 receptions, but he's been like less than half as efficient with it. Like he has less than half the yards per reception that Jameer Gibbs does. And even other guys that I really like, like Rashad White, Kyron Williams going to be going into the NFL draft almost assuredly in both cases. Like they're really good receiving backs, but they've not been as efficient or as balanced or as good as Jameer Gibbs. So getting him in round two right now, uh, this is around where he was going even last year. Uh, so again, I think this is a situation where he could rise uh, much higher than this in the end. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 I hear you. I see you. I uh, I think that's a good pick. He was going. I think he may have been going earlier than this last year. Actually, yeah, he was. He was um, first round for for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and like Georgia Tech has had its problems. Like they've had a lot of injuries at the quarterback position. Like the transition from like the the triple option is is taking a while for this offense to, yeah. to kind of um, get used to. But uh, he has been one of those one of the few bright stars there. You mentioned a guy. Uh, by the name of Rashad White, who is tempting me at this spot in the draft. Um, He has been super, super efficient, super great. But I'm actually not going to take him here, uh, even though I want to. I'm going to stay true to my board. And this one is, uh, I don't know, maybe I'm crazy. I'm going to go with, currently he's a sophomore. I'm going with Michigan's Blake Corum. He's been banged up as of late. Uh, he's been having to share a little bit of the the rock with um, Haskins. But when he touches the ball, something different happens. He's averaging over a touchdown a game. Uh, he's averaging over six yards a carry. He's involved in the passing game. I think Blake, Blake Corum um, is going to be a really solid running back. He's a little short 
um, but he is big enough to uh, handle a workload. I think he could be, I don't think he's going to be a feature back in the NFL, but I think in PPR leagues, which, you know, most uh, Debbie leagues uh, are at least, at least half point PPR. I think Blake Corum is going to be a really safe pick. Yeah, Blake Corum, he has been really explosive this year. Michigan has been fully committed to the to the rush attack this year. Um, yeah, they can't really do a whole lot through the air, and I think that's going right. to kill them in their upcoming rivalry game against Ohio State. But Corum is explosive, and when he's on the field, he is fantastic. And Haskins is probably going to be gone this year. Uh, I like Corum to take on a, a big workload next year. However, I also think Donovan Edwards – True freshman this year, a yeah. fringe five-star talent. He actually had his coming out party with 170 receiving yards on 10 receptions this past weekend. Uh, so he is uh, that tandem is going to be way better than the tandem that they, they've already had this year. And that should be yeah. very scary for Big Ten defenses next year. So Blake Corum, I, I like to pick. I wouldn't have, have taken him here, but but I, that's I just I just love. Uh, the next guy I'm going to take, and that's why Michael Mayer, first tight end off the board. Notre Dame tight end exploded, had like 13 targets, nine catches, ridiculous uh, first performance this year. Uh, has has been the only reliable piece of that receiving game that you can really trust for Notre Dame this year. Uh, Jack Cohn is terrible, by the way. Um, he's um, yeah, so I, I'm just better because he's kept my dude on the bench, but Jack Cohn. Finds Michael Mayer. He's he's a dominant. He was ready to get to go to the NFL as a true freshman tight end. Like he was, he had I think over forty catches uh, as a true freshman, which is not super common at all for uh, tight end production in college. Tight ends just don't produce a ton in college. Period. But uh, he's he's six five two sixty already, uh, athletic through the roof. He's going to be a first round pick. You can already pretty much lock that up right now. Uh, so if I'm getting a first round tight end, locked it up. Lock it up and, and tight end premium pick 16. I think this is my sweet spot. Yeah, I actually did have him right there too. Um, I think I think he's just an absolute beast. And I think um, in tight end premium, I don't know if there's many other um, options uh, that you really want to rely on. He seems to be the outlier, kind of like how Kyle Pitts was uh, this year. Ooh, I just... <laughs> There was a name that I was like looking at that I was interested in, and I'm seeing that he is a uh, fourth year sophomore. So maybe I need to readjust my thoughts here real quick <laughs> on the fly. Um, instead, I'm going to roll with a quarterback that I think has a ton of upside. You actually just kind of alluded to him. I'm going to roll with Tyler Buckner, uh, quarterback Notre Dame. He has had limited action this year. But when he's seen it, you've you've been able to see what he can do running the football. Uh, he's got two touchdowns already, um, not already, but through this year um, in limited action. Uh, you've been able to see how he's able to move around in the pocket. He can create his own plays. He's been efficient through the air. Um, I, I think once the job is handed over to him, I, I think he's really going to crush. I think there's going to be very little in the way to to slow him down other than maybe the style of offense that Notre Dame likes to play, but I think he's going to excel in it. And and I think Buckner is another one of these guys that you'll want on your Debbie team because uh, his value is going to skyrocket. And even if he doesn't like translate to the NFL, you'll definitely be able to get a lot uh, from him in, in trade value. If you, if you have him on your roster. Yep. Buckner is my dude. Uh, I've had him on a Debbie roster uh, for a year and a half. <laughs> and after his junior season, 
uh, of just absolute absolute absurdity. Really, he had fifty plus touchdowns, sixteen hundred rushing yards against decent competition in California, and that was his only full season of high school uh, starting ball because he got injured as a sophomore, uh, missed out on his entire senior year uh, due to COVID, and then declaring early or graduating early to get to Notre Dame. Uh, so he missed like the, the spring California schedule. So he hadn't played a bunch of football since his junior year, where he just basically broke stats. Uh, for high school football expectations. Um, and he was a five-star at one point. And because he missed his senior year, he dropped a little bit in the rankings uh, because that's a terrible process. But, you know, that just happens. Um, so he's a five-star talent and uh, has has come onto the field and has been the electrifying force for the offense when they needed a spark. Uh, and he's going to be a fantastic player. So I like the pick there. Stay fun. Over to my selection here. I'm going to go Josh Downs. The, the dude that has just absolutely gone off for North Carolina. He, you know, it, I'm sure Mac, Coach Mac was just like, hey, uh, we lost 5,000 yards last year to the NFL and 50 touchdowns uh, via Javante Williams, Michael Carter, Deami Brown, Daz Newsome. Like basically their entire offense last year. They needed someone to step up. We need anyone to step up. He was like, okay, coach, I got it. And he's, he's nearly leading all receivers in the nation. Uh, and, and receiving yards like right now. Like Josh Downs has absolutely gone off in a huge way. He's a slot receiver at the next level, uh, and that's okay. That's not a dirty word anymore, but he's seriously up to almost 1,200 yards receiving. He's going to perhaps have over 100 receptions this year as a true sophomore, and he has 4-4 speed, a legit NFL prospect. I think he's a top 50 pick, so getting him here feels right. Yeah, I love that pick. Um, I think Josh Downs is going to be what maybe I was hoping Deami Brown would be <laughs> at the NFL. Um, I think he's really a, a special player. and We've been able to see the uh, the production on the field. I am going to go... Oh, shoot. Who am I going to go with here? Um, I'm gonna tough go with here. A, yeah, I'm going to go with a guy who is currently the number two wide receiver on his team, but I expect that to change after um, his partner in crime uh, ends up being drafted in the NFL. I'm wondering how long it's going to take you to figure out who I'm talking about. Um, I think we could see an improvement in the quarterback play moving forward as well. I'm going with Penn State's Parker Washington. Uh, he'll be a junior next year. Uh, he he started to break out at the end of last year. This year, he hasn't really scored many touchdowns, but I think we can see this skill set that he provides um, I, I think he's going to be um, an absolute beast once the um, reins get handed over to him and we see Jahan Dotson in the NFL. So Parker Washington, uh, middle of the second round, feels like a pretty good value. Yeah, Parker Parker Washington was a guy that he finished his uh, adjusted like per game dominator rating was like 29% or something crazy as a true freshman. Uh, he was up there like right next to Marvin Mims and a few other guys that uh, really wowed as true freshmen. And so... Really love what he's what he's already done, um, and in an expanded role where he's going to be relied on to be perhaps the lead and the alpha in that offense, uh, he could have a season like KJ Hamler did at the end of his career and see second round capital perhaps. Um, and so yeah, Parker Washington, I, I would have gone a different direction just because I'm really passionate about this guy having some sort of competent uh, quarterback play. Eventually in his career, hopefully he's not like an Allen Robinson and just gets doomed by quarterback play for forever. Uh, right. But I'm going to go with Quentin Johnston, TCU. 
that that guy has had some crazy high peak moments in his career, uh, mixed in with some absolute dud weeks because TCU is just absolutely incompetent when it comes to finding quarterbacks that uh, are not terrible. Uh, they've, you know, Max Duggan has been okay at times. Like he just is, is a crazy gunslinger who likes to run the ball more than he does pass. Chandler Morris showed up for a hot second and chucked the ball around on, on Baylor. And that's cool. Uh, but uh, man, he needs some consistency at quarterback play. He's a six, four, uh, 200 plus pound monster that just losses people, uh, disrespects people. I uh, already has three 100 yard games this year. Last year, he uh, in the eight games that he played, he took up about 26% of TCU's receiving offense as a true freshman. Um, and he, he stretches the field like crazy. Like I think he had about 20 yards per reception last year, 18 yards per reception this year. He's going to have a lot of the yards per team pass attempt and other me- efficiency metrics that we like to see going for him. Uh, Really, it already does, but but especially by the end of his career. So, Quentin Johnston, wide receiver, TCU. Let's see the guy eventually get some decent quarterback play, please. (laughs) Please? (laughs) Question mark? Um, I am going to go with kind of... um, I don't know if this is... uh, This might be a bit of a a shot in the dark here, but I've seen enough from Jalen Knighton to be intrigued. I think he could be another great Miami running back. Uh, We've seen some good ones get drafted lately, but not in positions where they can exceed and not in a spot of the draft where where we can uh, see a whole lot of hype. But I think Jalen Knighton is special. Uh, I'm pretty sure he had a suspension to start out the year because of some off-the-field stuff. Uh, But since he's been kind of given that lead running back role, I've been really impressed with him. So, um yeah, I don't know if this feels early to you. This is one of those picks where it's kind of like, you know, I, I, I've i seen flashes um, that intrigue me. And yeah, the team is kind of horrifying, but he's got the recruiting profile. Um, he, he, he's big enough to to handle a workload and he's got some pop. So feels a little early, but uh, I wanted to make sure I got him. So I'm going to go with Jalen Knighton right here. Jalen Knighton. Okay. That, that is, it does seem a little bit early to me, but uh, he has been really popping and had, I mean, the, the young guys at Miami right now, uh, not just Knighton and on both sides of the ball seem to be having success. I know the Miami just embarrassed themselves by having that, whatever, like former player round table podcast, (laughs) whatever it was like, they've got, they've got all the money in the world. (sighs) Yeah, but like it's funny. Like the program hasn't acted like it though. It's like, no. who do you want to go get? I mean, all this buzz about Mario Cristobal going there, and that might happen because he's got the ties there. I think he's even got family down there, whatever. But he's got all the resources in the world at Oregon. Like, it, it, Oregon's a yeah. better job than Miami right now. Like I, that seems really weird to say, but Oregon's a better job than Miami. So Cristobal is not going anywhere. But anyway, this is not that kind of podcast. Jalen Knighton. 155 yards against Georgia Tech. That has been his best game. He has not been efficient over the past couple weeks, but uh, they're committed to the young pieces there. So uh, he he could continue to skyrocket up draft boards if he uh, continues to see the workload that he has been getting. Uh, So right here, if you'll let me, because I don't think, I think we both agreed coming into the show that this guy is probably not going to get drafted this year. He's probably going to return. He might transfer somewhere else. Spencer Rattler is going to be my pick here at pick 22. The guy can still uh, spin it uh, with the best of them. He's got the arm talent. He's, he's got 
the decision making most of the time. But uh, this year, uh, he kind of panicked and had a future goat uh, sitting on the on the bench right behind him in Caleb Williams, and his season fell apart. Uh, so I think he's going to get another chance somewhere else. Uh, somebody's going to pay him a million dollars to go transfer <laughs> to make him the face of their uh, college football program. He's going to beast wherever he goes, and he's still going to get drafted very high. I think he's still going to be potentially a first-round pick. There's more risk built in, which is why he dropped. But I think this at this point, you got to go with a guy like Rattler. Uh, where do you think he ends up transferring? If you had to take a guess, like, do you think a lot of, a lot of hype or not a lot of hype, a lot of speculation is around like maybe Arizona, uh, you know, cause that's Arizona, where he's from. Not, whoa, whoa. Arizona yeah, state. Ar- <laughs> sorry. Um, yeah. he, he's from, he is Arizona, from Arizona, whatever it is. Um, yeah. so a lot of people think he might return to his home state. Where do you think he might end up? Yeah. Arizona, Arizona state would be good. If I was, I mean, he, he feels like he's, um, he went to high school, like basically in Vegas, if I if I remember remembering correctly, and so I feel like he he just wanted he just wanted to go wherever was going to be the best fit for his future. He doesn't really care about the location as much, um, so I could see him going a, a whole lot of different just places. anywhere. Yeah, yeah, honestly, like there's so many like he could just because Matt Corral is leaving, like he could go to Ole Miss. Like I could see like he he fits that perfectly. Like he he runs just enough. Like Matt Corral runs too much, but he runs just enough that he would be a, a fantastic fit. With Lane's system, that would be a yeah. lot of fun. And if, if Lane's still there, <laughs> yeah. If Lane's, yeah. If Lane's still there, yeah. uh, but seriously, That'd wherever Lane goes, wherever Lane goes, he could be the he could be the quarterback that plug and plays, plugs oh, and I plays like right away, and his 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 uh, stock would skyrocket immediately. Yeah. Oh, I I I had not actually thought of that, but I love that idea. All right, um, I'm gonna go with a dude who I was super high on um, this off season, a guy who. Um, I somehow, as high as I was, have zero shares of. And I think his stock has really fallen because of some of the offensive woes. But a dude that I think is still an absolute monster. And that's someone that you've mentioned before and a, and a, a quarterback that you've already mentioned before. I'm going to go ahead and take uh, soon-to-be true sophomore Marvin Mims, um, wide receiver for Oklahoma uh, he has not been near as productive this year as what we saw last year. In fact, he's not even at uh, 30 catches. He hasn't eclipsed uh, 700 yards. He's only got four touchdowns. Um, the production for this season hasn't been there, but I'm willing to take a risk this late in the second round on a guy who we saw begin to break out as a freshman. And if Caleb Williams could take over this offense and be what we hope, um, what we hoped he was, I think Marvin Mims could be a real uh, beneficiary and he could have an absolute monster junior season. Yeah, I mean Marvin Mims, uh, they, they just they're they're weird there, right? Like he was the only efficient weapon that they had at all uh, for several weeks. Like they were feeding Mario Williams, they were feeding Jaden Hazelwood, they were even feeding Mike Woods for some weird reason. Uh, but Marvin Mims, like he had the true freshman breakout. Uh, he's the he's the he's the deep threat that they go to and trust. Uh, I really do like Marvin Mims as the wide receiver one on that team. And being the wide receiver one for Oklahoma has meant good things for draft capital right. in recent <laughs> years. So, yeah, I, I don't I don't mind this pick at all. He was going even higher than this, I think, uh, last offseason. Yeah, uh, so. I mean, I was taking him higher than this last offseason. Yeah. So. yeah, yeah. so I mean, I definitely can't knock you uh, for, for taking the pick right here. But uh, without looking at the show sheet, who do you think I'm going to take here? 
Oh, I haven't looked at it. Um, yeah, I don't, think don't do it. I think you might take a, a shot on uh, Alabama wide receiver. Alabama wide receiver. Which one? I don't know. That's why I didn't say a name. <laughs> Your favorite youngster that didn't show up this year. Oh my gosh. My favorite youngster that didn't show up this year. I don't know. Feeling Ajay Hall, Jojo Earl, no. you get to pick. <laughs> no. You know, it's, okay, so I'm actually going to throw you a complete curveball, and you might rule this pick uh, illegitimate. But I'm going to go with 2024 true freshman running back one in the 2022 uh, – 20, oh, what is that? 2020, yeah, whatever. Next year freshman class, whatever it is, the running back one, five-star freshman going to Alabama. Emmanuel Henderson, uh, that's a name that uh, listeners you probably have not heard. Is that okay if I, I use that that pick? Sure, let's talk about it. Let's do it because Emmanuel Henderson has been committed to Alabama for a while now. He um, he was between Alabama and Auburn, I think, for quite some time. I actually uh, another guy I've had on a on a uh, deep Debbie weird league roster for a year and a half now. Um, <laughs> Jesus. <God. laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know it's weird. <laughs> but it's, it's so he's not eligible yet. We have not determined whether or not it's fair to even draft him yet. But you've had him for a year and a half. Just well, to be clear, it's a weird league. It's it's pinnacle. Like we, I, I can draft. Look, man, I'm having you know, a son. Know, like, I'm know. having a son in the, in the first in the next week or so. Like our first kid, and in this league, I could draft my 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 son right now. Like it's a yeah. really weird league. Uh, <laughs> I, I blame Shane Hallam and Kane Fassell. Like it, it's their fault. But, and, uh, you know, that whole crew, it, it's funny. Like it, we started drafting a year and a half ago and the points don't even start scoring until next year. So anyway, let's back, back up a bit. <laughs> Emmanuel Henderson, he's going to be the number one running back in next year's class. He's going to Alabama, which if you're going to, to Alabama and you're going to be a five-star anything, you are essentially a lock almost 100% being a, a day two or better draft pick. And they're sending Brian Robinson to the NFL. Uh, Trey Sanders, he was a five-star years before. He does not look like the same player. Rodell Williams McClellan. is not good. Yeah. Jason McClellan, is, it was not who we thought who he was. He's not who he – I can't even talk. He is not – was not this year who many thought he was going to be already. And now he's hurt. Uh, yeah. And then Kamar Wheaton – I mean, they have a billion running backs, but Kamar Wheaton was a five-star this year, and he's done absolutely nothing, and he has been hurt again. So Emmanuel Henderson has this huge opportunity to show up in one of the most competitive backfields in all college football and say, hey, guys, I'm the next Trevion. You may have heard of a Trevion Henderson. I'm Emmanuel Henderson, uh, and I'm going to be the running back one. In the I will be God country. with us. If you will, yeah, <laughs> yes, <Sorry>. seriously. Like, <laughs> Emmanuel happens to be my middle name, which is why I know it means God with us. Yeah, so it, it does. Theology jokes. So God with us, Henderson. <laughs> God with us, Henderson. Yes. Merry, Merry Christmas, everyone. We're, we're we're getting ahead of 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 you guys on the holidays. By the way. <laughs> you guys didn't see this coming, but Emmanuel, God with us, Henderson, <laughs> is is going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing for Alabama, whether it's as a true freshman. Or later, he's going to be the truth. He he is lock and loaded. Like he's he, he could rise from this point. Like this time next year, he could be a first rounder. Like what we like saw just with Trevion like, Henderson. Yeah, like we could yeah. just oh top five guy automatically. No yeah. brainer. 
Yeah, I, that's cool. That's a name I hadn't really had on any of my radar, so that that's cool. Yeah. I'd like to hear a couple of other names because um, that's that's twenty four, right? That's that's the end of the second that round. Is, that is the conclusion of the Debbie Look Ahead Draft or whatever it is, Debbie Mock Draft Beyond twenty twenty two. If you want to take any of my fun snazzy names and put it in the show sheet or show yes podcast description. Use all of the things. I will. I'll use them all. It'll be a very long title. I'd like yeah. to let's let's take a second if you if you don't mind. I I'm, I mean everyone's asleep, sure. so I can keep going for hours. Um, oh, yeah. Who are who are some quarterbacks that you had on your list that didn't make the cut? Because I have three uh, on my list uh, that that were notable mentions. Let's say hmm. um, I have uh, Ty Thompson, notable mention. Jackson Dart, of course you do. Uh, of course, two <laughs> two Pac-12 quarterbacks, and then I have Quinn Ewers on my. Um, yes. on my quarterbacks that didn't oh, yeah. quite make the cut, but are are right there as far as upside goes. Yep, Quinn Ewers, by the way, he looked really salty like when Kyle McCord got the looks and they never even like let him get in the game against mm-hmm. Michigan State. Like They were up by a baj- like 1.7 bajillion points, and yeah. uh, Ewers didn't even see the field. Well, I um, think he got – I think the last yeah, drive yeah, of the he, game, he got, like, he got to hand it off yeah. to Major T. <laughs> he Master was not happy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, master, major, he's master, not, whatever. He's not good. Uh, you know, one name uh, that some people like a bunch, I don't because I think he's a little bit too much of a statue, but TVD, uh, Tyler Van Dyke uh, for Miami. Oh, Miami, yeah. Uh, I thought it was going to be Jake Garcia. It might still Me be too. eventually, but uh, Tyler Van Dyke has kind of looked really good. And so uh, he could rise up some people's boards. Uh, he's not really there for me yet as far as NFL projection, but – uh, you know, I'll keep watching. So that that's that's a name that some might want to throw in the mix for quarterbacks. Yeah, and uh, Ty Thompson, maybe uh, I might just be blinded by my love of the Ducks, so we don't have to talk about that <laughs> um, at all. Who were and Jackson Dart to me, uh, just you know, uh, his first game. Just anyway, we'll see what happens at. He's USC. got that cool eye black too. So yeah, absolutely, and and the crazy hair going on. Man, he he just he got some natural swag to him. So that's fun. Yeah. But, like, uh, was there any tight end you were going to take? Yeah, I was curious. I was actually going to ask you about Eric Gilbert because uh, he's nope. not coming out this year, oh, right? Nope. You are you are you just not nope. interested at all because he doesn't nope. play football? <laughs> yeah, he should probably play the sport that we're drafting before. You know, he's just not even with the team, which stinks. Like, I I just I wish him the best. I hope whatever's happening with his family, personal issues, mental health, I hope he is doing well. But um, he's done. So until, I got him as just like a throwaway add-on in a trade this last week. Like yeah. so I was like, do you want Eric Gilbert as well? It's like a start, yeah. you have to start two tight ends. It's a Debbie, it's a tight end premium. I was like, sure, throw him in. He's clogging up a roster spot, but that's it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I was curious if if uh, if you had any thoughts about Gilbert, if it, if it was worth nah. it's a late a late round flyer. Nope. Uh, but I am really excited about Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers has been Georgia. I mean, yeah, he's been like. He's been the reason that offense moves the chains, like through the air. Like, I mean, they they have those big splash plays every once in a while with a couple of their uh, really young, fun wide receivers in Lad McConkey or Adonai yeah. Mitchell or Jermaine Burton. Uh, but the consistent chain mover monster, who also just happens to be their red zone weapon, uh, Brock Powers has eight scores and 500 plus receiving yards as a true freshman tight end. And he's already like hashtag thick with like four C's like he's ready to go. Yeah. Like he's like, he's ready for the NFL like today. Well, so. it's, it's funny too, because we were drafting two other Georgia tight ends ahead of him, <laughs> you know, like, yeah, it's, it's just insane. Uh, yeah. So, but, so it's a, 
No. Um, what? What? Uh, I'm. I'm. I was. I kind of assumed you'd have Rashad White on your big board. Um, at, I, at I just think he's he's chalked to go out this year. Oh, you do? Yeah, I, he's a top okay. five back in this class. Okay. Like, go out in, in a class full of nothings. Like, there's this this class is gross at the position. Like, there's no, there's not going to be a single first round running back. Like, I like some of them. Don't get me wrong. Like, I have like 25 that I'm considering for my top 100 piece for for Rotovis coming up, uh, series rather. But uh, I don't like love any of them. So Rashad White, do yourself a favor, come out this year and not next year, because like there are, are guys that I didn't get to. Uh, for the 2023 group um, that I could have taken tonight too, you know, like there are a few other guys like, like Sean Tucker, even like Syracuse, Syracuse. Yeah. He's been a, yeah. He's been a monster. So I don't know that there, there's plenty of 2023 guys to get excited about. So yeah, I wasn't thinking about Rashad white at all. I, I just think he's definitely okay. gone. Yeah. Um, a, a name I had here at running back um, and, and this might just be complete homerism, but Byron Cardwell with, um, Verdell's injury in Oregon, Cardwell has been given a little bit more of the workload to kind of spell Travis Dye, and he has looked freaking electric. Um, when given the opportunity, he has been absolutely amazing. He has incredible vision and incredible speed for a true freshman. So Byron Cardwell is a name that I want people to circle um, and come back to this time next year because I have a feeling once Dye and Verdell are gone, and that's Cardwell's backfield, uh, you're going to see something special from this, especially with this offensive line coming together. Um, you're going to see Cardwell put up stupid, stupid numbers in the Pac-12 next year. Yeah, that could be fun. Uh, Raheem Sanders, Raheem Rocket Sanders, as they uh, nicknamed, nicknamed him. Uh, I think that's already been his nickname for Arkansas. True freshman. Uh, it was in the mix as well on my list at running back this year too. So uh, keep keep an eye on him because he basically showed up and was immediately the best guy uh, in that backfield, uh, better than a, like a fifth-year guy, Traylon Smith. So Raheem Sanders, man. He he looks legit too, but what any wide receiver? On, like, who are some guys oh, for you? Real quick, any thoughts on LJ Johnson yeah. for Texas A and M? Um, I need, I think yeah. like Spiller will be gone. Um, a Con. Uh, I'm I don't know how to say his a shame. Name. A shame. Yeah. Okay, he looks yeah, good man. too. He's, he's been really electric. Yeah. So, do you think that the what do you think will happen at Texas A and M? Because they're going to have a pretty loaded roster coming back too. They should be in the hunt for some pretty big time games. Yeah, I think Shane's going to continue to rise, and uh, I think he over LJ Johnson is going to be the most explosive back. You know, LJ Johnson was a pack pack a punch, you know, just knock you over kind of guy, but he wasn't the most elusive, even as a you know five star ish kind of fringe five star running back uh, as a recruit. So I think he fits perfectly per- perfectly into what Isaiah Spiller has been doing. But Shane is going to maintain his role, if not expand it next year so i think he could rise up we could look silly for not taking him in this draft uh you asked about wide receiver i uh, have yeah. a, a name on mine was uh amika Igbuka. i just think just the the draft pedigree the amount of production that's going to be leaving that wide receiver room he could step up and, and have a pretty big role and i'll be curious to see what he does yeah, uh, Raheem Jarrett, uh, yeah, Maryland, Maryland. Yep. Uh, Mario Williams, true freshman, Oklahoma. He was the, the guy that, by the way, uh, Pro Football Focus actually has rated higher uh, as a true freshman wide receiver. Uh, he's been crazy. good, but he's not been that good. Uh, so I do like him, though. Uh, he was he was on the fringe. And then somebody at Alabama out of their stacked crew of guys that 
all so all that's four why I mentioned it earlier. Who if you had if you had one pick and you had to take an Alabama young wide receiver, which one are you gonna tie yourself to here? Jojo Earl for sure. Yeah, like C- Christian Leary just woke up and, and had a, a score this week on a uh, Bryce Young scramble. The guy basically abandoned him, uh, just left him wide open, and he just scampered in he just with nothing. <laughs> um, but Ja'Cory Brooks, he'll eventually figure it out. Like he's got Julio Jones type frame to him. Um, but he basically had a weird. I mean, we talked about this before. He had a weird season at IMG. Like their whole schedule got redone. They only had like, I think he had five games. He only had 16 catches. It was a weird year. Like he basically, it was almost a year off for him. And Ajayi Hall, uh, Ajayi Hall, it, he he might not even be on the team. I know. I was year. wondering if he'll be one of these guys that we see transfer out. And then yeah. maybe, maybe we don't have to go into the drama else. there, but he might not be on the team. So it has to be Jojo Earl. He was already getting splitting time with Slade Bolden. And that was just out of respect, frankly. Or Slade Bolden because Earl is such a better, uh, more right. electric player uh, already as a true freshman. So he 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 looks like what we've seen succeed out of Alabama too. He just he fits their their archetype uh, for sure. But uh, any other wide receivers um, before we kind of wrap things up here for you? No, I, uh, those are the big ones for me. Um, let me see here. Yeah, no, I didn't have any other receivers uh, left on my board. Yeah, there were a few other guys I could get to. Uh, but really, uh, just because I like to nerd out, nerd out about recruiting, uh, you know, this year, Zay, Xavier Worthy was a guy that I tried to grab everywhere because of the opportunity and early early market share uh, chances for him. Four guys next year, actually, to keep an eye on. that can oh, be Way, in to, way, to, way to bury the lead, Travis. <laughs> what? What? <laughs> We're only an hour and 13 minutes in. I'm sure 90% of the people have... Uh, Falling asleep on their turkey, but yes, no. let's give the four league winners for next year right now. Hey, you know what? You got to stick to the end of the show, or else you're out of luck. <laughs> I mean, All I'm right. taking notes. Save it. Save the best for last. Here you go for the the 17 of you who didn't pass out from your turkey <laughs> that made it through um, of the thousands that have fallen asleep already. <laughs> oh, gosh. But anyway, Brennan Thompson uh, could actually join Xavier Worthy next year. Uh, he's currently committed to Texas. There's uh, Evan Stewart is split between maybe Texas and somewhere else. Uh, and if he goes there, that'll ruin the market share chances for Brendan Thompson because Evan Stewart's like the number one recruit in the nation. But I think he's actually leading to A&M. But Brendan Thompson could join Xavier Worthy and that could be the maybe one of the best wide receiver duo, duos immediately in the nation. Uh, Thompson is this kid that can play both ways. Uh, he can return kicks. He's been an electric, just absolute monster for a couple of years and uh, locked into the top 120 for quite some time. Uh, he's he's a top 100 overall prospect and a yak monster. Uh, so if he doesn't get stolen by some other program, I, I, I'd kind of be surprised. Like he he fits. Like if I'm Nick Saban, I'm, I'm trying to figure out how do I get him to immediately jump in, uh, just steal him away and make him my Jamison Williams next year. Like that's you know like he has that kind of field stretching yak crazy ability. Uh, Kevin Coleman. Currently, I think he's leaning towards Florida State. He's not officially committed, but uh, five Don't star. Don't go to Florida State. Please. I know, I know. But the thing is, they they desperately need something. Like they, they, you know, they even uh, what's his name, Malik, what's his face, the three star that they've gotten on the field a bunch. They need something, anyone to do anything at the wide receiver position. And he's a five star kid. So um, Mike Norvell loves to feed his alpha wide receiver. Like we forget that he loves to feed his alpha wide receiver. And uh, when he actually gets one in Kevin Coleman, 
uh, he's going to do it. So Kevin Coleman, maybe he goes to Florida State and absolutely blows up. C.J. Williams, a uh, modern-day high school kid out in California, one of the best programs in the nation, uh, has already been the best wide receiver on that team for a couple of years now, could, could immediately go to Notre Dame, which is where he's committed, and be the best wide receiver that they have in the room from day one. Like they've really struggled. Like Michael Mayer, tight end. Yeah, fantastic. The two of them, yeah. And Chris Tyree but, out of the backfield. But <laughs> yeah. CJ Williams, immediately the best wide receiver on the team. And then Taylor Shetron. Uh, that is Taylor T-A-L-Y-N Shetron. Oklahoma State is where he's committed right now. Another top 100 kid. They haven't had like, you know, how many years in a row did we see Oklahoma State just have this target monster that they just were yep. like, hey, here's 200 targets, man. Go yeah, kill Justin it. Blackman, enjoy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. James Washington, you know, like, uh, I mean, Tylen Wallace, like the, all these guys that they just targeted the heck out of. Uh, Shetron would be that guy that comes in and there's nobody else in his class. There's nobody proven. Uh, Tay Martin is going to be on his way out. So, man, targets galore. I love all four of those guys for next year. Awesome. That's great. Uh, I love I love hearing those uh, those names. You, you know, you'll notice that none of the players came out of the Pac-12. Um, once again, this East Coast bias is just killing our <laughs> podcast. Um, no, no, that's, that's great. Why, that's why you're here, though. <laughs> yeah, uh, I told y'all not to. I told y'all not to buy into Troy Franklin. There's a reason he did not get mentioned tonight. Um, I love the man, but just a poor choice if you want to make it in the NFL. Anyway, um, this is good stuff. We got a little late, but uh, hopefully this will get you through your Thanksgiving dinner. Um, uh, we're recording on Wednesday night, but I'll have this out ready for you guys Thursday morning. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, always love doing this with you, Travis. Super fun. Um, are sure to hit. Definitely no mistakes. Locked and loaded. Uh, Debbie draft for next season is in the books. That's uh, that's the 1.0. I'm sure we'll have a, a few more before uh, the year's out. Heck yeah, man. Debbie mock draft and beyond. I don't know. Yes. 2022. Uh, yeah, that's... That's I love it. We'll, we'll, we'll get it. We'll figure it out. <laughs> yeah, or not. But either way, uh, it's been good chatting with you. And uh, just a side note: last year, uh, not last year, just feels like it. Last week, we talked a little bit about uh, uh, Halo Infinite, and Travis oh, yeah. got to see just how bad I am. We got to play the other night, and it was oh, rough. <laughs> you were. You mean you were the best ever? Yeah. I, yeah. I'm not. I'm not great myself. Uh, but you know, it's it's been fun. Just nostalgic. If nothing else, like, you know, 20 years ago, I was beating Halo 1 the night right. it came out with my buddy Matt in his basement. And now, like, 20 years later, they this is like, it's all come to this. And yes. they released the beta 20-year anniversary. It's been fantastic. So Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. my kid is like, yeah, well, Dad, I'm undefeated. I was like, you know what? Screw you. <laughs> yeah. Just call the BS flag on that, by the way. I know. Like all the BS flags. I know. Always I know. Uh, or he's just getting lucky. Anyway, thank you all for listening. We appreciate you guys so much. Uh, have a great weekend. Enjoy all the football. Um, enjoy Thanksgiving. Enjoy time with your family or whatever it is you're doing. We appreciate you guys so much. Do hit that like and follow button. Um, you can find us over on our individual college to uh, Canton podcast feed. We're also on the road of his main feed. So do be following both of those. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Anything else uh, you want to leave listeners with Travis before we take off? Nope. You got it, man. All right. Thank you guys so much. See you all next week.